Well, hello and a very warm welcome to the Bees Radio Network podcast, episode 29. And as you may remember, announced last week, Graham Bell is on holiday. So uh, we have tonight with us on the podcast a very special guest live from the UK. Introduce yourself, please, special guest. Hi, guys. Yeah. I didn't expect to be here. <laughs> Welcome home, Graham. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, what? <laughs> well, I just have to laugh at the moment. I can't not laugh. Obviously, <laughs> we said last week, didn't we, that you wouldn't be on the podcast. We were expecting uh, Richard Brown. Thank you, Richard, from Bees TV to be guesting you, with us tonight. But, um, Graham, you're home. Your holiday has been curtailed and you are home. Indeed. Uh, I landed back in uh, Gatwick. First thing this morning, I'm happy to say. Um, yeah, it's been a quite dramatic uh, 96 hours since we landed in America on Wednesday. Um, yep, uh, we landed. Uh, nothing a problem at the time. We couldn't change the booking, couldn't do anything. We basically, our only option was to fly. Uh, and like so many on the plane, you didn't know what you were flying into. Um, landed. <laughs> checked into the hotel went out to grab some food and as we're grabbing food donald the trump steps up to the microphone and announces a ban on euro travel which instantly got the heart beating a little quicker and then he said oh don't worry about it don't worry uk is fine so you're like okay we'll just ride the wave we'll go with this next day went out to watch baseball which was one of the main reasons for the trip was to go watch a couple of spring training games uh, went out, watched it, and as we're there, the MLB announces that they're uh, cancelling the rest of spring training. Uh, this all followed the night before where uh, basically the catalysts were all Ruby, Rudy Gobert uh, being diagnosed with coronavirus, um, who's a player in the NBA, literally just moments before tip-off, his team's game got postponed, and that, and that really was where it mothballed from. Um, and quite crazy. <laughs> going back to the Thursday, we're sat there. We're like, okay, baseball's off. Well, we've got our theme park tickets. We can go to the theme park. No, those be began to get closed down as well. Universal and Disney, uh, both shutting up shop on, on Sunday night. And really we, we got to Saturday and, uh, we were, we were driving on our way to Clearwater, actually go do something. We always do whenever we're over in Florida, which go watch the uh, dolphins out in the Bay. It's, uh, on the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, that's when Donald announced his UK travel ban. And uh, we tried calling British Airways. Um, I appreciate it's a terrible time for those guys. But uh, we've only received one email from British Airways, which, ar which arrived this afternoon, telling us, oh, don't worry, your flight is definitely going to be taking off on Friday. Uh, don't worry about that. It may be disrupted, but it's definitely taking off. Uh, speaking to the staff at Orlando Airport, that's simply not happening. Um, there's no more flights going back to the UK from Orlando. It's hard to see how they can, isn't it? Because obviously uh, Donald has yeah. now banned flights in to the USA. He's, from... We've got to be clear. We've got, we've got to be clear on this. He hasn't banned flights. Well, he's, he's banning uh, UK yeah. nationals. Yeah. So as a result, there are going to still be planes that will fly with American nationals on and, and, and other ones as well. Yeah, but uh, there's only... not going to be planes available, are there, for all the people that are out there scheduled to come back because there's going to be less planes going, there'll therefore be less planes there to bring everybody back. Yeah, it's, it, 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 exactly. Um, as a result, uh, we, we've we took a decision at that moment. We thankfully got on BritishAirways.com. We thankfully just booked a flight and we will deal with the repercussions of that. Uh, luckily, it wasn't massively price gouged, so it's not been too much of a hit in the pocket and hopefully... Various travel insurance and various conversations with British Airways will pick up on that front. Um, but more importantly, we're home. Uh, I had a complete breakdown, I have to say, on Saturday out there because it's it's. I would never want anybody to go through that. And apps just so stressful, so overwhelming, um, real impactful. And I appreciate it's happening everywhere at the moment. It's not just one individual. I'm sure there's other Bees fans who know other people who are stuck in countries like we were talking to people on the plane from British Airways who says that basically they've got friends in Italy who are kind of stuck there. British Airways have kind of abandoned them there. They gave them the option of traveling to Switzerland in car and then maybe getting a flight from there. But they they feel like they've kind of been abandoned. And, and that's where 
yeah, I'm grateful we're back. Um, I, 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 there's going to be some horrible repercussions in the end. You're already seeing uh, really big industries getting ripped apart by this. And uh, that's really where my thoughts are with those people who are going to be either well, temporarily the laid off. As well. The airline yeah. industry is really struggling, aren't they? Virgin Atlantic have announced today, as we're recording on Monday, that they're going to be asking their staff to take eight weeks unpaid leave. British Airways announced last week that they would be grounding a lot of planes and that would mean a lot of jobs would no longer be needed. So that'll be people uh, let go as well. I mean, for me, purely selfishly, I've lost work out of it as well because yeah. uh, some of the work I do is teaching people audio production. And one of the clients I have, they've closed his office and he doesn't have access to the software anymore. So we can't carry on. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. that's trivial in comparison to people who are going to lose it's, their entire livelihood. But it's not trivial. You know, it, it's, it's, it's so impactful. It's yeah. So, and I mean, it's a, it's across the board, mm. right? You, 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 it's going to be, look, <laughs> this is a hockey podcast and genuinely, I'm hoping we're going to try and lighten it up a little bit, but obviously there's still lots to get through today. And I think it's important. This look, the, the latest advice that's come out, everybody just please heed it. Take it on. Uh, it's going to get worse. There's no doubt in my mind. It's going to get worse. Um, we, you are going to see an absolute ramping up in cases and unfortunately deaths here in the UK as well, well and globally. You know I mean, I don't know whether you saw it or not in America, but obviously Boris Johnson gave a, uh, a statement last week, which he started by saying, I have to level with you. Many families are going to lose loved ones before yeah. their time, but we'll get through it. Well, Boris, yeah. that's not really, A, very reassuring, and B, <laughs> those that lose their lives obviously won't get through it. So that wasn't really a very reassuring statement. Oh, now, I well, did that... speak earlier with uh, Richard, and we were discussing this situation. I said to him, Richard, this is probably going to be a worse financial crisis than the one from 2008, yep. because... 9-11 didn't do the damage to the airline industry that this is. The European uh, volcanic eruptions didn't do the damage to the airline industry that this is. 9-11, 2008, and the European like volcanic eruption did not close down whole countries um i know people and it's who widespread work, now yeah. it's widespread now is it it's I, not just it's it's not just donald with his travel ban. no it, no canada have banned their borders today i mean like, i know uh, someone who works in the leisure industry and oh. they said to me today that normally on a monday they have a steady stream of customers by quarter to one the first customer arrived during their yeah. entire shift there were five customers and there's normally a good steady stream on a Monday. It's going, sadly, to impact everybody. And lives are on the line here. Livelihoods are on the line here. Um, you know, this could have long-lasting repercussions for those that obviously are lucky enough, if they get it, to get through it. This is going to have long-lasting repercussions in terms of jobs, financial security, and things like that. And I did say to you briefly before we started recording, six weeks ago, he, here we were saying, oh, you know, like, let's look forward to the playoffs. We have a lot to look forward to. The Bees can make it, blah, 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 blah. Six weeks ago, we weren't thinking, well, the season's in jeopardy. Is there going to be a playoff? Six weeks ago, we weren't thinking, is my income, my job yeah. going to be secure? We weren't thinking, is my health going to be secure? And that is how quickly this has escalated. I mean, obviously, news of it came out early on this year, news of it came out, and then it was a problem in China. It has steadily travelled the globe, and day on day, the increase in cases. I mean, this is a serious matter. And as you said, this is a hockey podcast, and we will get onto hockey. But firstly, this is a very, very serious matter for people's health and for people's livelihood as well. So as Graham has said, heed the advice, nhs.co.uk forward slash coronavirus has up to the moment information because that's this is a brand new strain of coronavirus this is something brand new nobody really knows entirely yet the, the behavior pattern of this disease but the nhs are updating the advice on there day by day so please for the sake of everyone you know heed it because you know like speaking with richard about this last week you know richard is uh, a young man like yourself 
fit and healthy, like yourself. And Am I? Christ, not arguably, that years. Arguably, you know, if Richard was to get coronavirus, which obviously we hope he doesn't, but if he is, as a young, fit, healthy man, he would feel a bit groggy and he would make a full recovery. But the repercussions are still there because Richard has his grandmother living with him who will celebrate her 100th birthday next year. Now, you imagine if he was to catch coronavirus and take it home, the consequences don't bear thinking about. So it's vitally important, not just for your safety, but for the safety of those around you and the safety of those that you may come into contact with, that you heed that advice on the NHS website, because consequences of this are potentially very serious. Heed that advice. And also, don't buy all the bloody bog rolls. When I get home, there's no bloody bog roll to buy. Um, <laughs> I had to throw that one in. But look, we're talking about the panic, the panic buying in inverted yeah. commas over here. It's the same in the US. Like first, the toilet. But even to the point, we were out there on the Wednesday, and the first thing we did was bought buy additional bog roll because it's mm. like, well. And by the end of the, by the end of our trip, we had a pack and an open pack, and we were like, we should just go out on the street and try sell and it. sell this, sell it, recoup the cost of the flight, and sell <laughs> well, the yeah, toilet exactly. roll. But I probably could have done. Do you know um, what? I mean, I, I'm lucky enough in that I buy my toilet roll in an 18 pack, and I bought it <laughs> like just a couple of days before all this panic buying started. So I have plenty of toilet roll. But I went out the other day having cooked a a chili, and I'd cooked enough for one day and then another oh, day. And I thought, oh, I've run out of rice. Don't worry, I'll nip into Asda and get some. Well, as well as there being no toilet roll and no kitchen roll, neither of which I needed, couldn't get my hands on any rice at all. No huge bags, no small bags, no boil in the bag, no microwave rice. There was no rice. So please calm down with the panic buying because, you know, while we're sat here joking about bog roll and rice and stuff like that, there are people who actually do need toilet roll. There are people who actually do need baby milk. There are people who actually do need Calpol, paracetamol, yeah. uh, hand sanitizer and that. Uh, there are people that need this stuff. Don't panic by what you don't need. I mean, I saw a story today, uh, which I stuck on my radio show earlier today. There are brothers in America who own 17,700 hand sanitizers. They have driven around their locality in America, yes. buying yep. up every hand sanitizer with the intention of listing them on Amazon, which they did. Amazon, however, pulled every single listing of their hand sanitizer. And now these two are stuck with 17,700 hand sanitizers, which means they're not available to the people local to them to buy. That's an issue. They've also got loads of antiseptic wipes as well, which they can't sell because Amazon have blocked them from selling all this stuff. So too have eBay as well. Obviously, even if you're not buying it to sell it, if you're buying like, you know, 100 bottles of hand sanitizer, then that's 99 other people who can't get it. So whilst you may think, yeah, do you know what? I am fine. If somebody else can't get hand sanitizer, they may come into contact with somebody with coronavirus and they may then cough or sneeze in your vicinity. And no matter how clean your hands are then, because they got it on their hands and managed to catch it, no matter how clean your hands are, you'll still get it. Calm down with the panic yep. buying. Yep, exactly. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't agree more with you and hopefully these are the sort of things that are just going to calm down supply chains work perfectly fine in uh supermarkets this is what they're built for is dynamic so hopefully fingers crossed touch wood we're all gonna we'll be fine it's just going to be a couple of weeks probably months yeah where it's going to be very different life is going to be different uh, i'd imagine I, I, life will be different for quite a while though after this as well i mean if you think yeah. the 2008 financial cri- uh, crisis now, let's be honest, nobody has declared a recession yet, but I think we can all see say that it's, it's going that way. It is going that way. Large industries are suffering huge hits already. And certainly here in the UK, we've not even reached what the government predict the peak will be. I think, you know, in terms of panic buying, we're probably a little while away from that calming down. But in terms of life returning to normal, I think we're a long way, a long, long way, maybe a year, two years away from that. because. Once companies like British Airways contract, it'll take a long time again before they reopen up those routes and before they put those planes they've grounded back in the sky. And only then will they start taking people back on. So all those people, I mean, let's not forget Flybe, a couple of weeks before all this, went out of business. Those staff now have virtually no hope of getting another job in their industry because the industry is contracting so fast around them. It's going to be a long time, I think, before 
we see what we would call normality again, like on a countrywide basis. Do you know, we've done a quarter of an hour. I was going to say, we've done a quarter of an hour. And we've not even mentioned hockey yet on the Bees Radio Network podcast. Hello to uh, all those of you like interested (laughs) in medical issues and financial (laughs) issues. Thank you so much for joining us. And now we may do some hockey. Yeah, because it's really weird. Like when when I went away, I was hoping we'd be doing a couple of like um, audio essays almost. And we were going to be oh, the day that we, we had played, a plan, the, didn't we? Yeah, the day that we played the Raiders, I was actually going to be in a ballpark. I was going to be watching uh, the Blue Jays versus the Rays, and I was going to do this unique sort of well, this is what it's like for me following the game. I'm watching this game in a ballpark, but also going to be very nervously looking at my phone, knowing that four games to go in the season, this is the biggest opportunity we've got to put it back in our finger we're gonna i was gonna do a really cool audio essay and then when that fell through the floor i was like well we'll, we'll come up with something else and in the end it was just like you know what there's a I'll good come chance home and I'm, do the podcast. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be home for it and it, i'm actually really happy to be home to talk about it because what a victory yeah. uh, and i think uh, i obviously we're only having to go off people who are there I've, I've spoken with doug i've spoken with some of the other guys as well um, and spoken with people who were there, and all I keep hearing, you look, I'm going to upset some Raiders fans with this. You know when the bees have played well, because the Raiders fans start whinging about everything that goes yeah. on with their team. It's not their team's fault. It's never their team's fault, according to the Raiders fans. Uh, and it can be leveled at other fan bases as well. But it's definitely never the Raiders' fault when they lose. Uh, I think the referees wore it. I think the fact that we were dirty. I think the fact that we came out and played what has been described to me as basically a playoff game. Mm. And I think that just showed where the team was. And look, I, I if we had played on Sunday, I honestly think right now we'd be sat eighth place in the table going into the last weekend yeah. of the season. Do you know what? When the chips were down, because let's be honest, a loss on Saturday virtually guaranteed the end of our season. And we'll come on to the season ending, possibly, in a moment. But a loss on Saturday would have ended our hopes of playoff qualification because we would have been so far behind, it would have been impossible to overtake the Raiders. They only needed one further point from the remainder of the season had we not won on Saturday. The chips were down. It's not been an easy place for us to go and get a result this year. But what a result we got when we got there. And I think that shows that deep down there is, you know, like we've, we've said all year, you know, like it's frustrating. Deep down in there, there is the ability to turn it on for these big games. And those, that, that team went in there knowing if we lose this, that's our season done next weekend. We'll play the Bison. And then we'll hang up our skates for the summer. They knew that. They went in there and they made sure that they kept their hopes alive. And do you know what? Had we played Sunday, obviously, we would have had eighth place, I think, because it's hard to see with the the role that we're on at the moment that we wouldn't have beaten the Steel Dogs. And I'm sorry if that offends any Steel Dogs fans, yeah. but it's hard to see that we wouldn't have done. And obviously the Tigers, congratu- we've got to congratulate the Tigers, by yes. the way, on winning the inaugural NIHL National. So well done to Tom Watkins and all of his Tigers, but the Tigers then did the number on the Raiders, stopping them in their tracks with a zero-point weekend. When the Bees, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there, I think would have had a four-point weekend, and that would Correct. have then put us into eighth in the, you know, in the table, going into the final weekend. And as we both said, weeks ago, we said we'd want to be the team in ninth with nothing to lose. But with one weekend to go, you'd want to be the team in eighth, I think, because you know... Yeah that you're there and you just have to keep the momentum going and you've done it. And I think, you know, we could easily have done it, but events have overtaken us. We've only played one game this weekend. And as it stands, we currently still sit in ninth, but now with a game in hand on the Raiders. And And we'll come on to how all this is going to fit together in a little while as well. Well, One other well, thing this I would is the, like to this say. Is the, I just, sorry, just to say, we are recording this right now. We we know the EIHA and the Scottish Ice Hockey Association are meeting to discuss the, uh, and I want to quote them here. Yes, we record the pathway forward for the sport, um, which sounds ominous words uh, from an organisation that showed a distinct lack of leadership heading into last weekend. Uh, I, I was expecting right now, I understood the meeting started an hour and a 
quarter ago from when we started recording. I would have thought by now we'd had an announcement that everything's off, you know, pretty much like every other sport in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, Nothing. we are still in limbo. Yeah. One other thing. I just want to go back to the, the Raiders game uh, from Saturday. And this is not really hockey specific, but I just want to bring up something that has happened for a second time. A couple of weeks ago, Graham, correct me if I'm wrong, um, early in the morning, you bought a stream for the Raiders game (laughs) and you didn't get a code, did you? No, I didn't get a code. So you then thought, I'll buy another one just before the game starts. And you now spent on two streams. How many codes did you end up with for those two streams? I received a grand total of zero codes. And how many refunds have you received for either of those streams? I've received a grand total of zero refund for those well, streams. Well, funny enough, Richard Brown from Bees TV Thank you, bought Richard. a stream for the Raiders game. Uh, round about lunchtime, bought a stream for the Raiders game. Because they do and, recommend you buy the stream yeah. in the Buy it as early as possible so that you can, they can deal with any problems. Yep. Go on, he, Mark. He Sorry. bought a stream for the Raiders game around lunchtime and got no code. Like yourself, oh. he then thought, that he would buy a second stream, and he waited until after the puck was dropped to buy this second stream, thinking, right, I'm bound to get the code now. And he got no code. So he has now coughed out for two streams and got to watch absolutely zero minutes of the game. And that is the second time. Now, he has emailed the Raiders. He tweeted the Raiders on Saturday and emailed them. Uh, And as we record, there has been no response to either the tweet or the email. So, you know, we do the Beast Radio Network. It's not visual commentary, uh, visual coverage. It's audio commentary. It is 100% free. And yes, do you know what? We did hit technical difficulties earlier in the season, Graham, didn't we? When we had to pass an iPhone between each other. (laughs) But we got a stream out there. We covered that game and we got a stream out there for that. And because it's free, all you have to do is head to the website and listen to it. And, you know, other than that, I think we've done a pretty good job this year. We have a, you know, fairly professional setup and we do uh, the commentary from the the home games. It's just disappointing, I think, that this stream was advertised for the game that you bought for. And obviously you bought for it twice. And still to this day, you've got no... You got no refund despite paying for it twice and not getting a code either time. Richard has then done the same thing last Saturday, and the same thing has happened to him. He's bought for a, he's bought for it early, got no code, and then thought I'm going to wait for the the puck to drop, and then hopefully I'll get straight in and I'll get to watch it. No, and that to me is bad. Um, if you are going to stream your game, make sure you have some form of uh, some form of support mechanism in place. So when it does all go wrong, somebody is there to say, oh, sorry, here's your code. It has to work like that. If you're charging people for a service, you can't just ignore them when you've taken their money for that service and they don't have the results of that service. Poor show. Yeah, poor poor no show, in fact. Yeah, exactly. And it's disappointing because instantly I saw some of the feedback, please don't stream games. It's like, oh, for goodness sake. Like, Yes, we don't stream games in a video term, but we do it on the audio. We've gone into the reasons for this many times. We're not going to go into it again. It's just disappointing. And it also is just disappointing is that lack of communication around it. Like the the stream game we had, I got a message going, I'll try this code. Sorry, I've only just seen this at the end of the first. Tried that code, didn't work, got nothing back. It's like, well, I'm wasting my time talking to you now. Uh, And it just leaves a real sour taste in in my mouth about it. And uh, look, it is what it is, but it's just a little bit frustrating. Anyway, right then, let's roll on into Sunday. So B's on a high at a Sunday's game. And I think on the on the whole, look, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, I don't think the game should have been played at all last weekend, no matter what. Um, the game should have been called Friday. The rest of the sporting world called their games off. Elite League cancelled their seasons. Pretty much every European Hockey League cancelled their seasons. MLB, NBA. Oh, goodness me. Premier League, Liga, Bundesliga, like loads of leagues all the way down to non-league football in this country, all called their seasons or called or postponed or rightly, 100% rightly. Yeah, the EIHA went, no, we're going to go ahead. 
on your head's beer. And on Saturday, sure, games went ahead. They were a mixture of low-risk, high-risk games, whatever you call them. Like, the games went ahead. Then, on the morning, Milton Keynes Lightning put out a statement saying so that they would... played on the Saturday, the statement comes out on the Sunday. Just to clarify for anyone that's not aware of this, we're recording on a Monday. They played Saturday at home, and then on Sunday before a road trip, the statement came out. Yep. And it was a statement from Leeds issued a statement regarding the postponement. We'd like to give further details. Immediately after last night's game, our players had a team discussion and then requested a meeting with the MK Ice Hockey Club board to let us know that they had clear and genuine concerns regarding the risk that continuing to play hockey this season is putting on them and their family. We met with our captain and coaches after the game to consider and discuss the risks that the COVID-19 pandemic is presenting. Although there is no current, uh, sorry, although there is currently no governmental restriction on the fixture, as employers, we have a duty of care to the physical and mental health of our staff. Our view is that this means we should not play in Leeds today, and it is our view that the league competition should be suspended further. They continue to give on plenty of other details and a few bits to do as well including uh, a statement from Russ Cowley where he said, therefore, as a group of players, we have chosen not to travel tomorrow for the away game against league. Many of us, if any, have never been in a position like this before. Now, again, players have made the decision there not to travel. What then followed was we put out a statement very quickly on the B's page stating that we would also not be traveling to Sheffield to take place in the game. Sheffield, who were Milton Keynes opponents the day before as well. And there was some little bit of discussion about this until Josh Smith put a statement out on his Twitter feed. And for those of you who didn't, haven't seen it, I'm going to read it again. But after fulfilling our fixture yesterday, we as a team discussed the risk being placed on us and our families. Playing against the Raiders, the risk was low. Although the news about MK players being in isolation informed this morning, instead of when this occurred, we felt the risk increased to a level that we were not comfortable with. With Sheffield playing MK yesterday, we as a team took the decision to not travel to Sheffield for our game tonight. We did not want to put ourselves or our families in a position of uncertainty at this time. Josh continued to say, the league were pushing us to play, but the health of our families is more important than a hockey game. And if the correct decision would have been made on Friday, then there would be less of a worry for players, staff and fans. If the majority of other sporting events in the UK and all across the world have been cancelled, then we as players should not be forced into a position where we feel we have to play and risk the help of health of others around us. Now, MK, oh God, I've got to jump around on my phone here to do this. MK then released a following statement because the rumours began to circulate that players from Milton Keynes had come into contact with the coronavirus um, disease, which we can now call it because that's what the government were calling it today. Um, two players circumstances are a separate issue from our reasons for not playing today those reasons still stand from our post this morning no MKL players have symptoms however the housemate of one of our players has symptoms and the player has chose to remain away from the team as soon as that was known he has not been at the rink trained nor had any contact with any MKL staff or team he is not showing any symptoms Another player came to the rink and talked with some of the Sheffield and MK players. We then spoke to him and during the conversation, it emerged that his fiance works on a hospital ward with potential exposure to COVID-19 patients. On hearing this, we sent him home as a precautionary measure. At that time, we didn't know he had had any contact with any Sheffield player or his MK teammates. He is not showing any symptoms. And again, they turned around and said, to be clear, the government guidance at the moment, and this was on Sunday, is that people with symptoms are to self-isolate and none of our players or staff have symptoms. Roll the clock forward 48 hours, ladies and gentlemen. You now know that if you live in a house with someone with symptoms of the COVID-19 virus, you must also self-isolate for 14 days. Well, not just that. Anybody who has a fresh cold or cough or anything is now to isolate for seven days. So it's not just those with the coronavirus. Anybody who has a fresh cold or a fresh persistent cough is to isolate for seven days. Anybody who believes they have symptoms of the COVID-19, they have to isolate for 14 days. And obviously now it has come out that if you are in a household where one person is showing any symptoms, you too must also isolate with them. So that whole house is always locked into isolation. And that's uh, obviously fairly common sense, you would think. 
And that does show, uh, that does kind of, I think, shine a light on the statement that Josh put out yesterday as well and the common sense approach that the players (laughs) have taken to this. Because let's be honest here, the IHA had the chance to stop this and it's not just the National League. Uh, I know for a fact NHL One South had fixture cancellations as well because of the coronavirus. I know NHL Two has had fixture cancellations. It's not just the National League. And this is a situation that should never have arisen because there was time before the weekend to say we are going to postpone the season at that stage. You could have postponed the season and said that we're going to postpone it We're going to take a few days possibly to consider the evidence and then we will make a statement. There was, you know, the the Elite League have cancelled their season last week. They've cancelled the end of their season, which to me is common sense. The IHA don't seem in favour of doing that for some strange reason. But even so, they could have suspended the games that were due to take place this weekend and not put the players, and let's not forget, not just the players, the officials, They also had to put themselves at risk as well. And indeed, anybody that the players came into uh, contact with, not to mention as well. I mean, like some rinks, for example, have quite small capacities. Therefore, it's impossible to maintain the one meter distance between spectators. Um, You know, so the EIHA had a chance on Friday to act and say, you know, we're going to suspend the games and consider what's going on. Okay. But they didn't. They didn't do that. And even on Sunday, then following the Milton Keynes statement, put out a further statement. We've put out our statement. Uh, Milton Keynes have put out their statement. They put out a further statement saying, we know that fixtures are cancelled. We would encourage players, though, to play on. Well, hang on. That's so, so, so wrong because, you know, most ice hockey players are young and fit and could probably easily withstand the COVID-19 virus, according to the statistics that we have so far. But what about maybe if they have a pregnant wife, pregnant girlfriend, maybe they have an elderly relative. It's about minimizing the potential for the danger to the at-risk. And by just saying to players and officials, get on with it, I think, you know, they've buried their head in the sand. And I genuinely think the EIHA, even now, are probably sat in their conference thinking, well, why don't we just wait until the government says we can't do it anymore rather than making a decision ourselves? And now is the time for the EIHA to actually govern. You and I have joked all season long about the EIHA and their standard four-game suspension. We discussed last week the ridiculous situation of a 5-0 awarding of a game that was cancelled due to a terror attack right next to the venue. But now... Now, they're even, this is even more ridiculous. Players, officials, off-ice officials, supporters, their health is at risk. And the EIHA is saying, play through. It's ludicrous, isn't it? Do you know, yeah. also, do you know I, I'm going to put the word out there. Negligent. Potentially, it definitely is. Well, actually, that's a contradiction, isn't it? Potentially, it definitely <laughs> is. You're, you're not the one with jet lag. You shouldn't be struggling no. for words right now. I um, normally struggle for words, though. But, it's, yeah, to me, this whole thing goes back to point one. Point one, where you just turn around and you say, just call the season. The Elite League have called their season. Yeah. All these other leagues across the world are called. I appreciate there's pain for ice rinks in this country and for leisure provider. And for the people who work in the ice rinks, there may be some pain to come. And for the people that have... Businesses associated with these ice rinks, I appreciate there is pain to come. For the owners across the league, I appreciate there could be pain to come. We're not going to, I'd be very surprised if our owners across any of the clubs in this country have insurance against such things. No. Okay. We're, we're kitchen table businesses, basically. Um, they're not gonna, we're not going to have insurances against these things. I appreciate there's going to be some things, but we should not be putting players in a situation where, one, we are basically forcing them to play and two they're having to be the ones to make the decisions not to play because Mm. it comes back we saw the vitriol that came out straight away on social media firstly with Milton Keynes's announcement and secondly with our announcement and then thirdly when the Hull and Basingstoke announcement got made yeah there was vitriol at each of those points of well especially towards Milton Keynes you got the gate and now you're not going to travel what's this all about 
Then we got some. Oh, okay. Well, you've done this. You've done that. Oh, one of your players is injured potentially. Oh, that's what it's going to all be about. It's nonsense. It's about health and safety of players, families, anybody they come into contact with. Because this is the problem with this virus. It's potentially so wide reaching. Mm. It's not just, oh, you know what? If you get it, you might pass it on to. It's so wide reaching. Um, and yeah, the players have to make a decision. It, it made me laugh. Like we're talking about social distancing. There'll be no, during the game, there'll be no handshakes. After the game, no handshakes. In Basingstoke and Peterborough this weekend, they locked off the players' benches so that no one could access that. Oh, we're still happy to have fights out on the ice, though, aren't we? We're still happy to have close yeah. contact battles well, against the board. handshakes, we played uh, last Sunday, not the one just gone, the one before that, against Sheffield at home. And before that was an under-18s game, where at the end of the game, they all lined up, took their gloves off and shook hands. Um, which is crazy, because that directive had already come out from the IHA. And at the end of our game, there was a gloved fist pump, which is what the IHA are recommending end of the under 18s game though they still shook hands but it, I, I guess it's not just that it's the fact that ice hockey is a physical sport players battle for the puck in close contact with each other you know if you go in the corner you've got maybe two three players battling pushing and shoving for the puck and the transmission the transmission area is i think three feet or a meter um and that's without sneezing or coughing because obviously uh, sneezing or coughing produces droplets. They will transfer further than that meter and they can carry COVID-19. But the actual person-to-person distance without a sneeze or a cough involved, I think, is either three feet or a meter. If you are battling for a puck in a corner, you're potentially inches away from your opponent's face. Those are the risks that we are expecting or we were expecting as a league players to carry on taking. And it's just unacceptable. Um, as you say, there are going to be repercussions, you know, obviously it, there's going to be repercussions, but what's more important, dealing with those repercussions and finding a way through them or risking the health of those involved in the sport to try and avoid those repercussions? Because, like, for me, I can only see it one way and the player's health, the player's safety must come first. And, yes, there will be repercussions, but I'm sure – as a club in Bracknell, as a league, as the NIHL, and as a, a hockey community up and down the country, we will come together and we will find a way to work through those conditions. And hopefully, if the IHA at this meeting, which is going on as we are recording, come <laughs> up and do the sensible thing, then we have hopefully helped keep those players safe. Because as I've said before, they're not full-time players as well. They have other jobs to go and do. And if they have to self-isolate from them bear for 14 me. days... Bear with me, Mark. Breaking news. Literally, all competitive ice hockey under the auspices of EIHA and SIH between now and May 31st have been cancelled. This has just been tweeted out. Yeah, um, I've just seen it. So, yeah, good news. Actually, we... we we were sat here on air. We debated. We we've recorded this a little later than we usually do. We sort of assumed that the meeting would be over within half an hour, and it'd be like, yeah, yeah we're just cancelling it. Well, it uh, would have been a sensible meeting, wouldn't it, to be over in half an hour by just saying, yeah, do you know what, we're cancelling it. the The bad news is, I've clicked the link in the tweet and the IHA website, much like ours did yesterday, has crashed <laughs> under the, the weight of traffic to get there. Uh, uh, I, I can't read the statement. Hang on. Mine's, I don't know if it's coming or not. Hang mine's on. slowly loading, but this is this but, is real. This is this is what self-isolation is going to be like, boys now, and girls. To, I'm going right, to say it. something, I'll, Graham. Let me... Let be, me all right, let, you read the speech. Read let the, me read well, it while you... The statement, not the speech, the statement. So, Ice Hockey UK, EIHA and SIH have met to confirm all competitive activity sanctioned by the EIHA and the SIH up to and including the 31st of May 2020 is cancelled from Tuesday the 7th for March with a further statement on the 1st of May for all competitive activities after the 31st of May. All leagues operated by the EIHA and SIH will be amended over the next 48 hours to complete standings for the 1920 season. 
Training may continue subject to current government advice. Internal communication will be sent in due course to clubs. Any information will re- follow regarding those who have purchased tickets to all the end of season events. End of statement. So that just to confirm all competitive activity sanctioned by the IHA and the SIHA up to unless we can get the game in in the next three hours. That's going to be it for your ice hockey season, boys and girls. Can and I just leave you to talk among yourself for a moment? Because, you know, you said kitchen table business while we're recording this, I'm going to put out the issued podcast on the website if you could just talk among yourself for a moment the what the issued podcast the issued press release oh there you go you said podcast you can feel like i say podcast that's because i'm multitasking now and this is good so real life this is so yeah so let's just break that down so all competitive activity is up to and including the 31st of may is cancelled and then on the 1st of may when hopefully things are a little bit clearer and you think that's a good Oh, a month and a half away from that, uh, where they'll be able to make further statements on this. The bit I'm interested. I want to throw something out there, Graham, just very quickly. Go on. The advice from the government is that the peak won't be until May slash June. The IHA have postponed ice hockey until right in the middle of the peak. Uh, it depends. Uh, it all depends on obviously how the next couple of weeks goes with this peak and and all this sort of things. Like it's not impossible to believe, but by then we might be on top of it. <laughs> well, um, there's something else I want to take up about that as well. Postponement. Okay. Uh, Number one, our season is cancelled. It's cancelled, yeah, not postponed. Canceled. Be very clear. If yeah. Cancelled suggests season over, job done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to be cancelled because otherwise, now this is where it gets messy. Otherwise, if you don't cancel it, players remain under contract, clubs remain liable for wages, and it just becomes very, very messy. And you're then getting into a situation like Virgin Atlantic where you're saying to the players, well, we'd like you to take two months off unpaid. And that's why you just have to have a clear break in the sand. And I'm sorry, like for me, the table as it stands, whilst disappointing for us, is how the table finishes this year. Let's just do the sensible thing and we will come back hopefully in September when the danger is less, when everyone's got their new roster ready to go and we can start again. That makes a lot of sense to me to do it that way. It makes a lot of sense to me as well. And to to be honest and to be frank, it is the only solution. Um, And I'm glad that the right decision has been made. I feel for players right now because obviously some players will be losing out on wages and hopefully, especially uh, imports in this country, will be looking to get home, whether they can still get home with border issues. I mean, that's another thing. With the, By rolling this on another week of the season, we've denied potentially players the opportunity to get where they need to get to as easily as they can. I know apparently that borders are open across the EU, four EU nationals, but it's not, it's not easy. Um, and I hope that everybody gets home safely. I hope that not too many people are out of pocket. And obviously, I feel for people who work in the ice industry right now, if we're going to be uh, seeing ice rinks slightly cut down um, because they lose out on our money, they lose out on money from all the teams across the league. Uh, the, the end of season weekend in Coventry is obviously a highlight that everybody looks forward to. Uh, that's now gone. That's a huge money maker for Planet Ice, that is. Don't take that away. That's a huge money maker for them. Um, and, and all the other playoff finals weekend, obviously there's the one to be held in Bracknell. Uh, there's the ones at Ali Pally. There's the ones at Ice Sheffield. So yeah, the impact here is huge, but yeah. it has to be said, it is the right decision. It's a hundred percent, the right decision, oh, yes. fully supportive of it. Glad that we're seeing some leadership from the IHA. And I think it says a lot that ice hockey UK were in the, in the, in the, in the, in the room as well. I almost like, I'm almost feeling that Ice Hockey UK were locking IHA in the room until they said, okay, we'll cancel it. Like, they showed leadership and the Elite League showed proper leadership to call it when they did. EIHA did not. Um, but now they're beginning to. I'll clean the slate with them. I'll let them off. Obviously, the saddest thing about this is it is now the end of some players' careers. So Michael Gray from Romford yeah. obviously played his last game. Not the way he'd have wanted to end his season. James and Robert Ferrara, I didn't realise it was both. I knew James was going, but also Rob also announced that he'll be retiring at the end of the season as well. So two of the Ferrara, but there's no Ferrara brothers left in Peterborough anymore. What's going on there? Crazy. But both of them obviously retiring from the game. And I'm sure there'll be others coming out of the woodwork as well. Other players will be stepping away and and no longer competing on the ice. Um, Not the ending they would have wanted to their careers, but unfortunately, this is the situation we're in. Um... Some good news, 40 past 1,000 games, Matt Ford past 1,000 games 
last weekend for the Hornets. That was great for him. So Telford winning the league, doing the double. Uh, congratulations to them, obviously. Um, some really good fought battles in what was on the ice a really enjoyable year, I thought, for the inaugural season of the NIHL National. Do you know what? We've seen some absolute crackers, haven't we, this year? Uh, we have seen, let's be honest, some disappointing ones, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to say we have seen some absolute crackers this year uh, at the Hive. And also, like, you know, other games around the league, like you read match reports and stuff like that, and you read social media. I think that this has been a, it's, oh, okay, I'm going to criticise the IHA. This has been a great season uh, that arrived two seasons too late. That's that's my view on this. Um, it has been a, a competitive league, and had the season been ongoing, there was still so much to decide in the table. Well done to the Tigers, as we said earlier, on winning it, but still so much to decide in the table. How many times have you and I, Graham, been involved in ice hockey and we've looked at league tables in January? Well, that's that sorted. No, this has been a great competitive league with 10 teams that can all beat each other and they have battled so hard up until the penultimate week of the season. And I have no doubt, had it gone ahead, that this would have been a fantastic playoff campaign and the Coventry finals weekend would have been one of the best for a long while. Sadly, and understandably, that is not now going to happen. But I don't think you can take anything away from the season that has happened this year. I just hope, obviously, like, you know, I feel sorry for the players that their big finale weekend, perhaps next weekend or maybe in three or four weekends time, depending on how they got on in the playoffs. I feel sad for them that that has been removed from them. But, you know, thank you to everyone who's been a part of the season is the only thing I can say, because this has been a very enjoyable season of ice hockey. The, uh, the buzz is certainly coming back in Bracknell. And you know what? There is one thing that kind of plays on my mind, and I know it's out of my control. A lady emailed me a couple of weeks ago about our fixtures list. And on the website, I have listed the the dates for the playoffs. They've been there all season long, hoping to fill in those fixtures when they were confirmed. And she emailed me and said that she'd like to come to uh, a game on a certain date. And I said, well, none of those are confirmed as yet. The last one I can guarantee you is the 22nd of April. She's bought tickets for this game. She's bringing her boyfriend. It's their first game, and sadly, they're not going to get to see it this season now. Obviously, anybody who has bought tickets in Bracknell, there will be a, a refund issue to you, just to confirm. But, you know, like things like that, you think, you know, she's been looking forward to this now for three weeks, building up to this day, and then it's not going to happen on Sunday, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, I think the EIHA have reached the right decision three days too late much like with the, the discipline review mid-weekend. Right decision reached, should have been reached last summer or this summer. But in this case, I think they buried their heads in the sand last week when the opportunity was there to say, look, this is not worth the risk to the players, to the officials, to the staff, to the supporters, not worth the risk. Let's just follow, you know, like what every other sport is doing. When I said that on Friday on Twitter, some people, why should we follow? because every other sport is doing the common sense thing. They're considering everybody involved with their sport. The Elite League considered everybody involved with their sport. The Premiership, the English Football League, the England cricket team have cancelled their, uh, their tour to Sri Lanka. Everybody did the common sense thing about, except for the IHA last week. And people criticised me for saying like, you know, so many sports have set the example that we should have followed while the EIHA are doing Nothing. Correct decision reached three days too late in my book. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to follow up there because, as you say, it's been a very enjoyable season. It's been a it's been another good year in the project moving forward. I've seen the Raiders just say this season is suspended. That feels cautiously optimistic to me. It's been cancelled. I think we can say that right now. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, it's been a really. Well, it enjoyable... does say cancelled in the statement, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, where they've got postponed, I don't know. No, but I don't... It does say cancelled in the uh, the statement. It's a post truth world. If you say it loud enough, people will believe it. Um, so I just want to um, very. It sort of brings us nicely onto the topic of the Bees Radio Network because, um, well, kind of. There's no Bees stuff to do. Uh, 
we haven't really fully spoken about this. Uh, obviously, this podcast is going out free to everybody. I hope you're enjoying it. Patreon subscribers, I'm going to suspend all your payments from now until the end, probably until hopefully we get back out on the ice. Uh, so all episodes will be free with whatever we do moving forward uh, because it feels like a lot of fun for us. We're going to try and do a few different things. We've already spoken about maybe doing some interviews, which I promised you back in. Well, we have got a season wrap to do, haven't we? We do have a season wrap. We're going to do at the end of the season, which has now occurred. <laughs> yeah. But that's occurred and while on, we're recording. And on cue, Mark. No, we haven't yes. got that. Um, no, we, yeah. So we've got a season wrap to do. We will do some interviews as well we'll try and get some of the guys to come along once the dust has settled down a little bit obviously socially uh, distant from them and in keeping safe in isolation uh we've also discussed the possibility of doing some watch through games with you guys so uh for those of you who know one of my friends dan is currently rolling back through his vhs collection is beginning to upload old bees games to youtube so i might have a chat with him and try and get a few more on there and we'll do some where you can watch the game on youtube and at the same time press play on our commentary and we can sort of talk through it and it just be a good experience because i do think right now the most important thing look it is going to be life's going to be different I think we can say that life's going to be very different. It's how we interact. It's how you get on with everybody that's going to get you through it. If we try and be positive, bring light, enjoy what we all enjoy, which is ice hockey and in, in particular the TSI world, Bracknell Bees, that's just going to make it a little bit easier for everybody. That's just going to make it a little bit more enjoyable. So, yeah, we're going to drop the Patreon. Um, we might even move across to a different podcast solution so that it's a little bit easier for you guys to get in the Apple app. We might do that. We'll have a chat about that, Mark. Um, that feels like a good thing to do, but we'll suspend the Patreon account for you. Thank you, everybody who did provide their support for that during the season. Really appreciate it. Helped us get the running costs up, get the most professional equipment that we could do uh, for the service. Uh, and I'm, hopefully you saw the difference after all. 15,000 people can't have been wrong by wanting to tune into matches during the course of the season. I think it got up to nearly 17,000 by the last weekend of the season as well. So, uh yeah, really from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate everybody who's tuned in either on a game night, on the Patreon account, or whether you've joined us free uh, free to wear. Really have enjoyed it. And yeah, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to we're going to keep bringing you content because at the end of the day, it's going to keep probably both of us a little bit sane in the uh, in the months to come. Well, yeah, I mean, we're going to have possibly plenty of time to fill, aren't we? But from my point of view, this has been a blast like doing the uh, the Bees Radio Network and Thankfully, you've only missed a couple of games because what you do is the real talent to it. Um, and I, I discovered that having to step into your shoes earlier on in the season. I discovered the the real talent that you bring to it and how you make it look so effortless and informative. And don't come up with comments like, what have we got going on here? I mean, that no, in itself. Doc Cotton instead. Doc, uh, yeah, Doc <laughs> Cotton did make the highlights, didn't she? Thanks, Andy, for including that so much. Um, but yeah, no, Doc Cotton made the highlights. Sadly. We're not going to get to do our, um, our Jimmy Somerville either this weekend, are we? <laughs> maybe maybe Jimmy's going to become a bit of a podcast. But maybe maybe we're going to have to uh, do a little bit of that on the podcast. But no, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that my bit, the talented bit. I I just get to see what I I just get to explain what my eyes are seeing. Basically, you have the you have the equally as hard task of you the the amount of time Mark actually has to speak on uh, Bees Radio Network means his points have to be succinct and to the point. Uh, they can't be elongated because if they are, you, you find yourself talking over the play that's happened, and all of a sudden it's moved on to the next phase while Mark's still trying to pass his opinion and try and also add a little bit of color to what's going on. So that's really the challenge when when, when we've switched those roles a couple of times. It's. I find it harder to do that because you've got such a short space of time. You've got so much you want to say, and you have such a short space of time that. And if you go back and listen to old BDS Radio Network games compared to recent ones, you can see how much Mark has developed over the years. Just winding it in to the point of you get to a point. I can finish off a play. Mark can jump in, and you don't miss anything because by the time that Mark's finished talking, the puck is literally dropped, and I'm ready to go again on the play by play. Uh, that's full credit to you. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure uh, working with you this season. And obviously we will be looking to continue this uh, next season as well. As you say, we may make some amendments on the uh, the podcast over the closed season because one of the things I guess that we have heard is it is potentially quite difficult to be able to access the podcast. And I know that if you listen, say, on the Patreon page on your web browser, 
the moment your uh, screen goes into suspend, the podcast stops, which is a bit annoying. So that's one thing that we will certainly take on board and we will address for next season. It's also been nice as well, you know, like thanks to the amazing support we've had on Patreon this year, we have been able to do this, uh, what would have been final few weeks of the season, uh, absolutely free to air as well because of the amazing support that we have had through the season. So thank you to each and every one of you that supported, whether for a dollar, whether for $6 a month, it's been fantastic, your support this year enabling us, as you say, to produce a high-quality stream with professional equipment and to make this podcast every week as well, and now to do it free, open to air as well. And indeed, to have this like story break while we're recording as well, causing press releases and all sorts to have to go out mid-podcast. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> we, we've, we've managed it well. Anyway, right. I think we're going to take a little break there for this week. Um, we're going we're gonna to have a we're going to have plenty of other time to talk, but we've got through the main bit, which is the breaking. Yeah, well, news. the sad thing is, go on. Well, I th- actually, I think you should do it. I think you should do what is a final table, maybe. Oh goodness me! Now you're asking me to do things on the fly here. Well, there is. <laughs> it's a, ah, no, 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 we can't do it. We'll do it next week because the IHA are confirming what the final table is going to be still this week. So we'll yeah. leave. We'll leave that for the. We'll leave that for the season wrap. I'm going to have to get the sparkly jazzy jacket out, aren't I? I'm well, gonna, yeah. gonna have to get the old uh, Blackpool jacket out. Like, uh, hello. Do you know what? We can't do the table because the IHA website is refusing to even show me it, so we can't do it. <laughs> it's fine. Right, we'll wrap up there for this week. We're going to be back with plenty more content. Don't you worry. We're going to keep you going through these months. Most importantly of all, we said it at the start of the show. I think we said it in the middle of the show, and we're going to say it at the end as well. Please heed every bit of advice you're hearing about the coronavirus at the moment. I know it's going to be frustrating for some this idea of self-isolation yeah it doesn't thrill me um you you only have to look at countries across the world that have gone into complete lockdown look in the states there are states within america that are beginning to go into complete lockdown it's going to come here at some point we like we're kind of on the cusp of it we've kind of got the social friendly version of it i've got to be honest with you boys and girls i think if we can be sensible at this moment it's going to be a little bit less painless than proper lockdown um, it might hopefully forgive us. Hopefully, it might be only a couple of months, three, four months of this. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, there's going to be tough times. Everybody stick together. Everybody get through this together, and then hopefully, come August, it will just be a happy memory. And then when we roll into the fancy dress parties the next year, we'll all go dressed up as coronavirus with a bit of a laugh. Like, yeah, let's let's just get through this time together. Let's heed all the advice. If you've got any concerns, uh, nhs.gov.uk forward slash coronavirus or are they .co.uk? nhs.uk forward slash coronavirus. See, I'm not across it. I'm still jet lagged. Um, But any any concerns on there, obviously, as well, just please, please, just everybody stay safe. Stick out, look out for one another. If you've got elderly neighbours, elderly relatives, just, you know, let's just support one another at this time. Yeah. Um, Now, from a hockey point of view, obviously it's disappointing. We won't play this weekend and there's no opportunity now to qualify and go on and play. Uh, If you are missing your hockey, don't forget the Beast TV archive as well. It is still up there on YouTube. If you do want to go back and watch any of the games from this season, they are all up there on uh, YouTube. And obviously, if you are stuck at home, perhaps right now, maybe in isolation, hopefully this podcast has helped pass a little bit of your time and relieve a little bit of boredom of being self-isolated. There are the highlights up there as well. And obviously, if you do want to keep in touch, then the website, which you were going to ask me about anyway, weren't you, is uh, bracknellbees.com. Our social media on Facebook and Twitter, we are Bees Ice Hockey on Instagram, The Bracknell Bees. As more news comes out, that's where you'll find it because obviously, you know, this season has now ended. Not the ending any of us wanted for it, but it's the ending that is correct given the circumstances not just in this country, but around the world. It's the ending that is correct for this season. And I do wish, obviously, Roman and Dominic a very safe journey home, if they can indeed get home, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, then I wish them a, uh, a very safe journey home. And all the news as it comes out will be available on our website and on our social media. And as Graham says, keep yourself safe and hopefully keep yourself healthy. Indeed. Right. Mark, pleasure as ever, buddy. Take care of yourself. Welcome home, Graham. And it's, it's, it's been nice recording with you, but it's also been a shame that you've had to come home early. It's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be home. I'm glad to be safe, most importantly. That's, the, that's 
I'll, I'll heed the advice here first. It's important that I'm home and it's important that I stay yeah. safe. Right then, yeah. we'll see you very soon. Thank you very much for all your support as ever on the Bees Radio Network podcast. Goodness knows what Mark's going to choose for a theme tune to go out with this week. Uh, I'm going to leave it to him. So until next time, take care of yourself. Goodbye. Radio Network. Bracknellbees.com.